Hello everyone and welcome to Are You Freaking Serious? Well, we've been on for almost two months now. We've put in the can 20 shows and I'd like to reintroduce myself. My name is Bill Tatro. And if you've just discovered us from wherever you are in the world, because there's the power of the internet, we welcome you. I'd like to reiterate what this show is all about. This show is not a show that all of a sudden takes a position and says, you need to do this or need to do that. No, that's your choice. What we try to do is bring you the facts, bring you the information, and kind of bring all sorts of disciplines together, whether it's economics, it's politics, it's money, it's music, it's theater, it's literature. I don't care what it is. We'll use everything to try to bring common sense to what's happening out there. But periodically, I have to put on one of my caps. As an economics major out of college, having studied under the great John Kenneth Galbraith, well, I like to talk about the economics periodically. And there is some areas that I really get passionate about. Now, once again, we're not trying to move you left or right. We're not trying to make you a, a liberal or a conservative, a Democrat, a Republican, or whatever the political party is in the country that you are domiciled. What we're trying to do, once again, is just bring common sense to the fore. Because when you look at things and they don't make common sense and they don't bring to a degree of logic, you have to say, are you freaking serious? Because there's so many people who can't do that. And that is the mission of this particular show. So let's talk about, first of all, what this today is all about. Because as I said, I'm going to put my economics hat on and we're going to take a look at what has seemed to surface and maybe we'll have a long life. Then again, it might, in my estimation, have a very short shelf life. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about socialism. That's correct. Now, you have politicians out there from the current president, Joe Biden, to AOC, to Kamala Harris, to all sorts of different individuals who think that we now should be moving away from the capitalism to the socialism. And so, as we said, periodically socialism raises its ugly head. Now, there was a professor who was at the uh, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. His name was Lester Carl Thoreau. He was an American political economist, and he was the dean of the Sloan School of Management, authored a lot of books, but had one particular paragraph that I was always enamored with. And he said this, quote, since the onset of the Industrial Revolution, when success came to be defined as rising material standards of living, no economic system other than capitalism has been made to work anywhere. No one knows how to run successful economies on any other principles. The market and the market alone rules. No one doubts it. Capitalism alone taps into modern beliefs about individuality and exploits what some would consider the baser human motives, greed and self-interest, to produce rising standards of living. When it comes to catering to the wants and desires of every individual, no matter how trivial those wants seem to others, no system does it even half so well. Capitalism's 19th and 20th century competitors, fascism, socialism, and communism, are all gone. End of quote. That was Dr. Thoreau. Now, he probably didn't anticipate a COVID-19, but one can anticipate 
the resurgence of capitalism from, or I should say socialism, from the depths of capitalism. Now, if you ask any person today, and I'm seeing specifically the millennials or the Gen Xers, Gen Zers, the teenager, whatever, whatever gen you are, most people would say, yeah, capitalism, that's, uh, that's where the guys get really, really rich. The guys like who own uh, Google and Facebook and all those kind of things, and they can do what they want to people, like Zuckerberg, who brought suit against all those poor Hawaiians who owned land that he wanted, and he had the money, and he took it. Okay, so we need to get away from that so that ca- uh, capitalism. That's not capitalism, folks. That's crony capitalism because the people at the top continue to be rewarded. Think about 2008 when various institutions were starting to go down. We were looking at things like General Motors. We were looking at various banks, and people said, no. They are too big to fail. We can't have that. You see, capitalism is failure. Capitalism is learning all the ways, as Thomas Edison said, the 2,000 ways not to make a light bulb. Capitalism is struggling. And when you fail, there will be others there to replace you. But unfortunately, when we combine the modern ethos of, of capitalism and then we throw a little COVID-19 on it, then we can see that the ground has been fertilized for the resurgence of socialism. Now, let's take a look at what's happened, because I think most recently, in the last week or so, when there's been a lawsuit filed against the state of Indiana, it's by a group of people who are objecting to the state of Indiana joining about 24 other states in pulling out of the federal addition, the COVID-19 addition to unemployment benefits. Specifically, I'm talking about that $300 per week on top of the state and federal benefits that people are already getting. Now, When you take a look at that, you can say, well, you know, look at all those jobs that were lost, all the people who they they were put out of work and they had to be taken care of. Yes, emergency programs like any other uh, departments of the government have a tendency of being theoretically short lived, but in reality end up being there for the long haul. I remember when the Department of Energy was instituted by one Jimmy Carter. It was put together for, well, a short period of time. We were looking at an energy crisis, and we said, we've got to have some institute in the government to deal with it. And that institute will be called the Department of Energy. It's only going to be around for a year or two. It'll only employ a few hundred people, and then it'll be gone. We don't want to add to the mix as far as more government. Well, here we are, 2021, and the Department of Energy employs thousands thousands of people. You see, once you get something in place, it never goes away. And that's the way people view this state and federal benefits with the enhancement of the COVID-19 $300 per week. Now, I bring this up because Indiana is pulling out. As I said, they're joining approximately 24 other states, primarily all red states, those are Republican states, who are saying, look, we've got so many job openings that people are being made aware that it is easier to sit home and collect a paycheck. That's correct. And when we take a look at where we are right now, why I say the short-lived life, you see, 
socialism, the last experiment in socialism that is of absolute paramount was communism. And when communism, well, it started and it continued on and it showed its life from the 30s and the 40s, right straight through actually in the 20s, but all the way through and continued to be strong until we got to the 80s. That's right. It had a shelf life of about 60 years. The core of communism was socialism. And it went for a long period of time. But then it failed. Why? Well, one could look and say, well, Ronald Reagan bankrupted him and all sorts of different things. But I would have to say that the reason communism failed is because in practice, no one has succeeded in creating the new human being. Okay, what do I mean by that? It means that it's almost impossible to motivate most human beings to work hard for social objectives for very long periods of time. Okay, that is economic speak and that is psychology and philosophy speak. Let's give it to you in common sense terminology. If you are working and you're working hard and all of a sudden the guy next to you is going to get the same rewards that you're getting, but he does nothing. The person who's in charge says, well, Bob, you worked hard today. I'm giving half of your money to John, who went to the beach all day. He's down there surfing and enjoying it, but you're working hard, but you're going to share your earnings with the spoils for John. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Let's take care of John because he's had a tough time. He's got a couple of kids. He's got a wife to support. He's got a mortgage. He's got a couple of cars in the garage. And we got to take care of John, right? That's correct. But John decides that John's not going to take care of himself. John's decided he wants to be taken care of. But you see, somebody has to do the work. And so after a while, you're looking at this and you're saying, wait a minute, I'm working and John's playing. Am I stupid? And my wife says, Bob, are you stupid? And he says, I must be. I don't think I'm going to work anymore. And all of a sudden, you see the failure of communism ultimately was not the bankruptcy, not the Reagan bankruptcy of spending more than they did. I think it was a contributing factor. But the reality was you just can't create a new human being. The internals say, look, if I'm working, I have to have motivation. And by the way, why am I being motivated if you, the person I'm supporting, are doing nothing? Okay, so now what we take a look at is where are we today? Because it was supposedly socialism died with the communist threat back in the 90s, excuse me, the 80s. But then you might say, yeah, but Bill, what about up there in, you know, in the... Finland and Norway and Sweden, those countries. Yeah, there's a heavily degree of socialism there, but those are countries that are on the verge of bankruptcy. That's correct. They have very real difficulties now. But we take a look at it and we pull the best out of that. And so now we go into a COVID situation. And so now thousands, hundreds of thousands are out of work. So the government must act. Donald Trump acted. Joe Biden acted, the Democrats acted, and reacted, the Republicans did, the conservatives, the liberals, everybody was moving forward. Let's start to take care of the people. Checks were being issued. It's nice. We're getting those checks. 
But then all of a sudden we get people who, as the government is starting to open things up again, we've got the vaccines, we've got states that are starting to say, hey, let's get back to work. And let's take that example again that I said, Indiana, 116,000 open jobs in Indiana, open jobs. Now, here's the reaction that people say, yeah, but uh, let's see, there's 200,000 people who don't have jobs in the state of Indiana. Okay, I'm a mathematician also. Let's see, uh, 200,000 people looking for, oh, there's 116,000 jobs. Yeah, that means 84,000 people got a problem. Yeah, but you know something? This all reminds me of many, many years ago when we saw the very first downsizing. And the downsizing was basically this. Uh, We had people, and I come from Rochester, New York, Eastman Kodak saw an incredible downsizing around the turn of the century, 20-some years ago. And various ancillary companies that were associated with Eastman Kodak were downsizing also. A gentleman who was a good friend of mine, also a client at the time as I was managing money on Wall Street, said to, to me, you know, I've lost my job. I've been let go. And I said, well, you're a top executive at this particular company. And he says, yep. He says, but I know there's going to be somebody who wants to hire me. So I'm going to sit and I'm going to wait. And I said, well, you know, Ethan, um, you know, you're making $150,000 a year. Is somebody going to pay you? He says, well, I definitely believe it because I'm worth that. I'm going to hold out for that. That's the job that I kind of want. And I'm going to make that kind of money. Well, week after week went by and nobody called. Month after month, and nobody called. Ethan still could not find his job. But uh, I said to him, Ethan, why don't you find another job? Why don't you go? Maybe pare down your living expenses. Maybe pare down your lifestyle. He said, absolutely not. This is the way I live, and this is the money I need, and that's it. I'm going to be looking for that. Okay, the reason I bring that up is because I read an interview of a woman who was in and from Indiana who says, I'm in deep trouble because if they cut that $300 a week from me, then I'm in trouble because I would have to make a decision. Do I go and do I find a job or do I stay home and take care of my kids? Do I get that job and threaten the killing of my children? Excuse me, but that's what she said. Do I threatened with eviction? Do I lose my medical care? Do I have to give up my two automobiles? Do I have to stop my lifestyle? Hmm, wow. And I am going to have very severe financial setbacks. Okay, I stopped to think about that. Remember, this show is about common sense. Let's think about this for a second. Before COVID-19, what did she do? Apparently, she's a single mom. Apparently, she worked. Apparently, somehow, she had her children taken care of. You know, states are opening up. They're going back to school. There's daycare. There's all sorts of things. This reality or this this thing that she puts out, do I take care of my kids um, or do I have them threatened to be killed? Uh, what is that all about? Bottom line is, she got very comfortable with a check coming from the government. Very comfortable. And like I said, what did she do before COVID-19? What did all these people do before COVID-19? Yes, maybe their job has been eliminated, but there are other jobs out there. 
Every window is said. I walk down Main Street says, help wanted, help wanted. And people are sitting home and bitching about that lack of $300 a month or a week that's being cut off. Are you freaking serious? Yes, they are. They're very serious. And so when we look at it, the handout is socialism. It didn't take long for us to see that people, you know, in communism, it took 40, it took 40 years. And in other socialistic systems, whether they were, they were Greece or Rome or uh, whether it was in Italy, wherever, uh, these systems took a while to get people to understand that sitting home or not sitting on your butt, you could still be rewarded by the system. Didn't take long in this era, did it? Took maybe about 18 months to realize you could sit home and you'd be taken care of. Okay, so everything's accelerated. And so those who are working, those who are basically paying the piper for those who are sitting home, it's not going to take 10 or 15 years for them to get upset, to get mad, to get, we'll say, and say, are you freaking serious? All of a sudden, everything is being accelerated very, very quickly. And so when we look at it, I believe that because of the collapse of the Soviet system, but the collapse of all social systems, I think what happens is when you look in the contest between individual values and social values, individual values will always ultimately win out. And that's where we are right now. Do I feel sorry for a lot of these people? Yes, I do. But a lot of people should be, and the majority should be, pulling themselves up by the bootstraps and look and say, do I have to adjust my lifestyle? Probably. Do I have to take a look and maybe accept less? Probably. But get back in the game. Because if you don't, there are going to be a lot more people who are saying, are you freaking serious? Socialism ultimately is a loser. Until next time. I'm Bill Tatro.